I couldn't tell the I couldn't tell the sex of the gorillas involved. What is this? These these gorillas that had oral sex in, in front, front of a, of a bunch, bunch of children, of children yeah. at the Bronx <gasps> Zoo. Yeah, the indecency of them. I it's hot, man. I it's, <laughs> watch the video; it's a little raunchy. Don't they understand our cultural taboos? <laughs> no, no, yeah, they don't. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're living in boxes of our creation. <laughs> <laughs> New York Post and TMZ, two outlets that I would think would be very concerned about gender. So just, it's totally gender neutral. Yeah. On, on the gorillas, which I mean, like, we, it's incredible that they don't extend this to humans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what's wrong with me that my first, like, desired piece of knowledge about these gorillas having <laughs> oral sex in public, like, the first thing I want to know is, like, what kind of oral sex? Yeah. Is this a dick sucking? Is this a pussy eating? Are these lesbian gorillas? Are these? Or is this a straight gorilla couple? Are they poly? I need to know everything about the sexual proclivities of these yeah. animals. And I just want to know: uh, Did they come? It didn't look like it. It was very fast. It was <laughs> well, very fast. I mean, we don't. Well, so you know. Very, no, just saying. There's more to sex than coming. All right. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's just nice to. You ever see the movie Mole Rats? Yeah. Uh, like the the whole airplane scene, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I don't know. It's been a very long time since I saw that movie. Oh yeah, they're like uh, on a um, like a dating game show as like the climax of the the movie, mm-hmm. and the guy's like trying to win back his girlfriend, oh, who's yeah. like a contestant or something. And he tells a story about um, uh, like a, a plane going down, and like somebody on the plane, uh you know, just starts whipping it out and like going for one last, you know, time. And, uh, like then the plane, you know, regains control and puts it all away. And like one of the contestants turns to him and goes, so did he come or what? He's like, (laughs) damn, there's just some things you don't talk about in public. Well, I'm really happy for those gorillas, and I think that we need to destigmatize oral sex, you know? Yeah, I know. But what's funny is that as soon as it starts, the kids, like, know. Oh, yeah. yeah. They know something's going they, on. Yeah, like, like <laughs> as soon as, as that yeah. one gorilla puts their hand on that other gorilla's head and, like... I, yeah. I think it's something to do with the fact that, like, uh, your head's not supposed to be in that part of the body. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they're just like, that, don't know exactly why, but that's not right. Yeah. And, that, and that's funny. It's very funny. Also, they're probably taking cues from the parents who are flipping out. And that's funny when your parents flip yeah. out. It is very funny when your parents freak out. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh, man. We're coming off the end of a very long discussion of 9-11 as a mass ritual. And boy, howdy. Between that and my hangover... It's, I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here, you guys. Hell so, yeah. so magical. I'm really glad you're here. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Glad you're not somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, unless somewhere else was better than here, but you know. I'm going to be somewhere else. <laughs> I know. And it probably won't be better than here in the sense that I always look forward to recording with you guys. Yeah, me too. Um, but it's going to be better than here in that I'm going to be, uh, Doing as the Chinese say, uh, Tan Ping. I'm gonna be chilling out. I'm gonna be laying, laying down. down. Well, you shouldn't lay flat. down on a motorcycle. Well, yeah, no, after the motorcycle riding, like, unless it's like a cool trick. Well, yeah, I'm going on a vacation, baby. Wow. For the first time in uh, over a year, maybe two years. 
you know, I'm going to have like 14 days where I can't do anything productive because I'm going to be far away from everything that uh, I've been doing productive things on. And boy, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we're really excited for you. I'm furious because (laughs) uh, you've made more work for me. (laughs) Well, you know, I'll make it up to you somehow. Yeah, I'm sure. No, we're going to pre-record some stuff and then David and I'll figure something out also. We don't actually talk to each other outside of the podcast so i mean that'd, just be, that'd be too much yeah plus to. we gotta you know you gotta bottle this lightning right can't just let the lightning fly out willy-nilly yeah yeah, yeah that's how you get arrested <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today i was talking about that fucking dress oh again Didn't we talk about the dress last time no I'm saying I we were yes just to talking dress. We were just talking about off mic how we were going to talk about the dress. Well, well I was going to talk about the crying. What crying? Oh, oh, how the, she, the she vol- cried about okay. the iron dome. Let's talk about, oh, right, air conditioner. Whoopsie. So, so okay, what, once again, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is the discourse. She is the discourse. <laughs> she is of the discourse. She's so hot right now. Um, <laughs> and so I thought that we had talked, I thought that we had talked about the dress. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now, what the dress was made by a dress ma- a rich dressmaker who dodges taxes? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, Chris? yeah. So I had heard through the grapevine, and you know, take this with a pinch of salt because I don't know shit. Uh, that uh, the the I thought it ironic because uh, in response to criticism she got, she said something along the lines of "the medium is the message," which everyone ma- made everybody scratch their heads. Like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, going to like a gala where it costs tens of thousands of dollars to get in is the message and uh but the message written on her her dress was tax the rich and allegedly the dressmaker is not poor and doesn't pay taxes <laughs> so uh, yes what what i briefly read was that uh the she her uh the the dressmaker's um uh uh father i think is ghanaian <coughs> but then like uh the uh, her other parent like is Papua Ghana? No no like Ghana. Oh okay. And then uh uh just regular Ghana. And then um uh and then the other parent I think is Canadian and uh, uh AOC described her as an immigrant like uh uh artist but she's like a rich girl from Toronto that is dating an even richer person who's a bromfman yeah who's a bromfman which is like the like the one of the most the richest families in canada that owns the seagram's uh like liquor company that funded the nexium sex cult yeah yeah. oh that's how i knew about the seagram's uh fortune wow yeah so that that what a um, small world yeah right what a small (laughs) yeah just this happened to be like all these these sex pests just happen to all be in power yeah so yeah so that that's who made the dress that says tax the rich is cool. the, you know, someone fucking a Bronfman. Huh? Which, you know, don't fuck rich people. That's, <laughs> yeah, no, that's... That's, you that's Praxis 101. Yeah. You can't, you don't can't, fuck rich people. You can't go wrong with not fucking rich people. Basically, only scrubs. Yes. We, yes. we, we, it, <laughs> we won't scrubs. Um, so, no, this week she is... So, you know, the House had their vote on the Iron Dome funding to give yep. them an extra billion dollars directly to fund the iron dome smart 
and uh, the missile gonna, defense system the, that yeah, the, you know keeps um, uh, Gazans uh, from being able to uh, lay hands uh, through missiles on Israelis. Yeah, it, it, it shoots down those bottle rockets so fast, <laughs> so fast. Yeah. Um, and she was go- she was set to vote no, and then I guess like she had a talking to from Nancy Pelosi, and then she was crying on the floor, and she voted present instead of voting no. Um, and everybody was just, you know, basically like calling it performative and like saying that she has no principles and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I have to say, like, I don't like people said the same thing when she went to the border, when she went to the camps yeah, yeah, and, she and, cried, and she cried and, outside. Yeah. I mean, I would have cried looking like I'm a crier. So yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I feel like I probably if I went there, I probably actually would cry. Yeah. And also like if I was at work and I and my boss like yelled at me and made me do something different i would like that would probably make me cry yeah. like have we considered the fact that she's just a human yeah who experiences like the full range of human emotions yes yeah. i don't like look i don't stand aoc i don't really care i wish that we didn't like talk about her so much and yet here i am <laughs> perpetuating the problem so yeah. you know but but like i think that we should maybe folks on the left should like take a moment and consider the fact that like she might be going through her worst nightmare which is that she's fairly young um she's younger than us yeah like she uh, is a first-time elected official in, like, the highest, pro- like, probably the most visible yeah. elected official, like, you know, top 10. Seriously and, targeted by some of the worst people in our country. And constantly under a microscope. Yeah. And she is selling out. And she probably, when she first won, thought, oh, my God, I hope I don't sell out. We don't know what pressure she comes up up against when she's in office none of us have ever been in the house of representatives i don't know how awful nancy pelosi can make her life i have no idea you have no idea no she is probably looking around and thinking oh my god the worst has happened i am selling out i am losing my values whatever and it's probably a living nightmare so maybe just consider the possibility that she's fucking crying because she's sad and her life sucks all i can say is that I couldn't fucking cut it as a congressperson. And I know that. And I know that I also couldn't ever be elected by popular vote. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I vote for you. I do have to say that she says things as far as politicians that are in power have said that I agree with more than probably anybody else that I've like listened to. Um, and for that, you know, kudos. Um, but like, I have zero expectations that there's going to be a one or two people who agree with me, who somehow do good through our fucking incredibly satanic fucking government like system. Like, I do not think that like she is the problem. And I think that people, you know, want to, uh, chew her out because they are you know desperate for somebody to save them yeah that yeah that's absolutely what it is yeah yeah people definitely want to believe that there is someone that uh is impervious to the effects of like power and being 
like sent up from the proletariat into you know like the mr smith goes to washington story and like yeah. you just like want that to exist it'd when, be nice yeah well, it when it doesn't because if it doesn't then then yeah. what yeah i mean like i to be honest i think i'd be good at being a congressman you uh, probably I, would. I, I i you know i got thick skin uh i'll i like to yell into a microphone <laughs> um yeah i have a tie collection <laughs> yep uh i you're good under pressure I've i seen yeah, that. I, yeah. I, I, I i can make decisions under pressure um uh, i could say weird things to marjorie taylor green to keep her guessing like <laughs> I, could, I could be like um i've shot a prius before and she'd be like what and it would be like shh and 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 she wouldn't know what to make of that. Keep yeah. her guessing for a little while. Um, and I probably would know better than to like hitch my wagon to like a squad or something like that because, like, um, they're probably like there's like a fifty fifty shot that someone that made it to Congress is like a freak. A and, 50 50 show? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, I mean, like, even I, I guess what I mean is that, like, it, I, I'm thinking in the back of my head that was, I think it's like Rep Jayapal um, has like a story out about how, like, she's she's basically a Klobuchar. Like, she's mean to her entire staff and does not practice what she preaches when it comes to, like, uh, paying uh, her really? staff members. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, it's oh, bad. That's not good. Yeah. And it's just like, I just, so I, I, I guess what I'm really saying is not like, you know, don't hitch your ride to like, you know, like a, a squad or something like that. But just like, just add on to like the pressures that AOC is probably experiencing is also like your brand is connect, like you as a brand is, are, 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 is connected to all these other people. And then when you know them as a person, you're like, this person is so far away from what I believe than what that person is. Or maybe they both believe that they can treat their staff like shit. I don't know. But like, I yeah I I it sucks. It, it's just it, why we it, need it, a horizontal society. Yeah, power, it, power yeah, corrupts. Yeah, it, it's it sucks. I and it's also like I I think we should grab power. Like leftists need power. Uh, if uh, no other reason than to change the institutions that that govern that power, but all uh, and direct it. But also, I I don't know. I just it it feels so facile to like be like complaining that AOC wore a dress while at the same time I didn't like the dress and <laughs> and then the crying in, in front of Congress like of, like I agree with Brittany that she is a human probably and so like what that's a very good possibility yeah she's, she's like human. yeah 50 50 shot she's human <laughs> and so like I don't I, yeah I don't know it just it just feels like I like a person that is more powerful than AOC and all of us want us to have this conversation about whether or not she's doing a good job or not. I just feel like that is the actual grift. Yeah. Is is trying to discern whether or not like the tax the rich dress and crying on on the floor of the house is like like ha- having that conversation seems like a problem. I need the leftist who's very very upset about AOC crying over switching her vote from no to present about the one billion dollar funding for the Iron Dome. I need that leftist who's very very upset about that to explain to me why, why there's nothing, there's no material out. Israel's going to get its money. They were always going to get their yep. money, whether she cried or yep. not, or voted no yep. or present or yep. whatever. Like, what is it because? You have all your hopes for the revolution pinned on a 
a woman being elected to the House of Representatives and that like that election is in some way supposed to be so Listen, I've seen John Wick. And one <laughs> one human being can, you know, yeah. do a lot. Well, we need to AOC's kill her dog. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, I, I I would I would have to believe that the the answer to your question, Brittany, of like, you know, like what do you expect her to do is like the 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 reply would just be like, well, she's just bringing attention to herself and she just this is all staged like grief to make it about her or something i imagine that's what most of the people that, a lot of like not so thinly veiled misogyny and a lot of this oh, shit there, there's a bunch of misogyny there's also like way to tell on yourself is that like what you do <laughs> like, like when you like have emotions is it to like manipulate other people like i don't that's that's a weird conclusion to jump and to I, think that I like I, particularly I don't, I don't relate to like maybe the reason that i picked up on it so much is because i am a crier like mm-hmm. i am it's a true. person who like i uncontrollably cry yeah. in public mm-hmm. like it's unfortunate i don't like that about myself mm-hmm. i really wish that i didn't have that like personality characteristic or like it's almost physiological for me like yeah. it's very much it's just like a and um i don't know so hearing all of these people like talk about how this you know how dare this woman cry at work i don't know it just strikes me as like very strange <laughs> yeah pe- like, there's something people are just like hopeless and want to lash out and also there's the whole like you know um uh the 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 takedown culture aoc is hot and says a lot of really true and important things and the that, end. The end. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. like, like, you know, like she's, she's not going to save us. I never ever thought she would. Uh, and I think that people who are really, really uh, into tearing her down uh, have a lot of misplaced uh, energy. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's, it, it's because they're triggered from the last time a lady cried at work and made him very uncomfortable. <laughs> ladies be crying at work okay all right what else has happened yeah well uh yeah just you know people be living in glass houses and uh you know building stone trebuchets you know that's all i'm saying you know yeah should we talk about the weed board oh yeah yeah oh yeah so one of the things cuomo fucking more like no, quo no, quo no. Perfect. That was you, great. No, you no mo it. Cuomo. Yeah. That was hey. the episode title, I think, that we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it should have been. Yeah. I think it was. Uh, one of the things that that fucking asshole was doing was dragging his feet <laughs> on not appointing uh, people to the Cannabis Control Board, yeah, which is a necessary first step to getting legal retail weed in new york state which is a necessary first step for me to um have my totally above board uh you know indoor farm yeah which (laughs) hasn't been started yet no because we're waiting for it to be legal to do that well like i living in a glass house i throw a lot of stones so (laughs) i uh i I have to be extremely above board about everything i do (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I just, I was just imagining Cuomo. Like, I can't choose between like these nine people that have given me an equal amount of ZD, right? It's like that's the yeah, only reason much, why yeah. he's waiting. Is be, it would be he was waiting? I imagine is because he just can't pick which corrupt person he wants to gift this to. It was probably going to be whoever helped get him out of the pickle. And yeah, then, ooh, you know, yeah. 
then the pickles came to roost yep. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Again, folks fighting a bit of a hangover this morning. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I'm imagining like a The Bachelor with like Cuomo and like all these like, you know, big, uh, you know, uh, pot companies coming up and giving him a rose. <laughs> well, no, it's a pot leaf. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Of course. Yeah, yeah. A big dank bud. Yeah, big dank bud. Yeah. Uh, but so Governor Hochul has uh not been dragging her feet and she in fact said she had kind of a spicy um she said new york's cannabis industry has stalled for far too long i am making important appointments to set the office of cannabis management up for success so they can hit the ground running not so subtle dig at her uh her predecessor i would say yeah so good honor so she's uh she's appointing wasn't there a big labor appointment? Yeah, Garcia from the uh, retail workers. Yeah. Hell yeah. So there's going to be um, some organized labor on the uh, cannabis board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that will um, translate to high union representation within the uh, above board cannabis uh, farming industry. That would be great. Yeah, probably couldn't hurt, right? Yeah, so the... the um uh, the the union uh, person, uh, Jessica Garcia, is the assistant to the president of the Retail Wholesale Department Store Union. Uh, she's also been their uh, deputy uh, political director mm-hmm. and directed programming at New Immigrant Community Empowerment in New York City. So she is um, going to play a big role in uh, uh, setting up not only the legal retail marijuana, but then they also have to like connect it to the existing uh, medical marijuana, right. uh, which we, we do have, which I think at one point Cuomo uh, bragged about it being like the strictest medical marijuana program in the country, which is like a weird thing so to brag lamest. about. Oh my God. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking yeah. like, oh man, it's we, so strict. That's so cool. energy. <laughs> My state has the strictest legal cannabis. Ugh. We don't have a goddamn stoner in the bunch. Not one person producing this weed no, has this ever inhaled. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's so lame. Well, that's very exciting. I hope it I hope it goes quickly because yeah. uh I am tired of giving all my money to Massachusetts. Tax Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, and it's and, well and they, they also rightly real uh they being um you know people who are Try to pressure the governor's office to move faster on this, including the legislature, who's been pissed off. He's like, they made all their appointments. Mm. And then in the way it's set up, it's I think it's a five person board. And then like the governor gets to appoint like three. And then the legislature picks two or something like that. Uh, and uh, um, they already figured out theirs and they're waiting on this other one. They're in the, the legislature saying like, we have to like get this set up because New Jersey has also legalized yeah. it. And like, we need to hurry up so that. We don't just like get, uh, you know, they, they don't establish a bunch of stuff on like, because then we would, every state that borders us would have legal weed. Oh no, Pennsylvania doesn't. Yeah, New Pennsylvania. Jersey too. Well, well New Jersey's New going Jersey's to. New Jersey's going to. So, they, oh, yeah, they're, they're, so we're like racing to like get, uh, mm. to get done before. If they them. legalize it after us and are selling it before us, right? We're not, e- we're, a, we're a joke. We're not yeah. even a real state. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Well, it's a vampire state. It's been around for a thousand years. It doesn't die, so it, it can take its time. <laughs> yeah. So so far, I don't know. Like, like you know, Hokel hasn't been bad, but it's a. I guess it's a low bar, right? Like that's faint praise from oh, coming yeah. off of Cuomo. Yeah, but like, yeah, she seems fine. She I seems guess. To be hey, doing improvement okay. is improvement. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah. We'll take it's it. kind of whatever. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Until we don't. We got we got one eye on you, Hokel. We got the other eye on, you know, a lot of things. I'll just... be honest, that other eye is on a lot of other stuff, too. Kinda... <laughs> it's a lazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> and it's wandering. It's a wandering lazy eye. Looks at a bunch of other it's, stuff. It's looking for my womb. <laughs> All right, what's next? Do you want to tell us about the staffing crisis, David? Oh, my gosh. God, this is so bleak. Yeah, so the... Um, so, uh, uh, COVID killed a bunch of people. Oh, I don't know yes. if anyone noticed. Yeah, no. yeah it killed like over 600,000 people. Yeah. And then on top of that, we have a bunch of other people that are, uh, sick still, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we have a bunch of people that have to take care of the old and the young, uh, and don't have time to sell that labor for money, right? Mm-hmm. So right. we got that too. Because we don't offer like free child care or, yep. or elder care for the most part, and then uh, so that so we've already like limited the amount of people that can be in the labor market, right? Uh, quite a bit already, right? Sure. And then let's got to be alive, yeah, and uh, not caring for someone else who is only tenuously alive, right? Yep, exactly, yeah. right. That's a, that's actually quite a bit of people, and then. Um, and then, like, the, the leftovers are either really busy or completely bonkers. Yeah. Right? And that's really what we're dealing with here, is that, like, uh, is that there are, uh, it seems to be consistently approximately 20%, you know, it's a, another 80-20 rule thing. There's, like, 20% of people just don't want to get a vaccine, uh, refuse to, uh, will uh, likely get fired or pushed out once this... Lose va- their jobs, their families. Lose their jobs, yeah. yeah. Uh, over the fact that they think that the that the vaccine is just like has some side effects or something or I don't you know like they, they just it's just obstinance for the sake of obs I, I'm I'm increasingly convinced that it's just obstinance for the sake of obstinance and then they just they just like pick whatever they want to to justify it whether it's like well it's just because I don't want anything in my body that I didn't choose or something you know whatever well uh, yeah I mean this has been a long time coming which is to say that the cultural war that's being waged you know in this country has uh, set up a ton of people to identify with taking this vaccine as getting fucking owned like exactly you know and that is a really powerful fucking thing nobody wants to get owned no nobody wants to get owned owned. yeah and it it, it's we've talked about the phenomenon before whereas you know like people sort of just start doubling down on something that is you know like sort of um spurless to begin with like the there's you know like the evidence is in more than half of the fucking country of adults have had this thing twice and like the vast majority of us who have had it are like i'm fine there wasn't any problems and like but they said the thing back then and they're they're still holdouts and like i don't want to get owned by the fucking government and like people have backed themselves into a corner where they're willing to let this you know vaccine be the hill that they literally die on and it's fucking bizarre but it's real yeah Yeah. so the 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 uh uh um, the mandate to get vaccinated is quickly approaching. Mm-hmm. It's in early October, I believe. A mandate? Yeah, yeah, right. Gay. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> well, yeah, why not a woman date? Yeah, <laughs> and um, uh, and and 
this comes at it's also pretty gay. Yeah, no. Um, we this, are children today. Oh no. Yeah, no. Uh, it, this is after so many hospitals and people who work at hospitals, not just nurses or doctors, but like people who work at the at the cafeteria and do the laundry, do the laundry. All this, they've just been like hammered and just like beaten <laughs> down. Excuse me. <laughs> These people have just been like absolutely just just broken down by uh, like people like just mass death all the time yeah because again a lot of people don't want to take basic precautions to keep themselves safe and others safe and so they're just like just carnal just these carnal charnel houses or charnel houses charnel carnal would be like yeah like those gorillas yeah right yeah that's different (laughs) That's That's, different. that's different that would be a lot more fun no no these charnel houses are just like just mass death and everyone's burnt out and sad and they and they and they've quit a lot of, so like a yeah. lot of people have quit on top of that so we can add to like not dead and and sane to also just like burnt out and they quit yeah right and then uh, and and this is all because for the longest time we've run hospitals like businesses which means you only hire just enough people yep uh, and have just enough beds, right? And you keep costs as low as low as possible because it's a business and not like a public service where you want to be ready at any particular time to just like take in a massive amount of people when there is, for example, a pandemic, right? You yeah. know, or some sort of mass emergency, right? We don't have any of that. And so we've been going on, uh, let me check the time, uh, two years now of, of, a, of, a, of a plague. Jesus. And uh, and people are tired of dealing with it, and so they quit. And then we're all, and then the pe- only people that are left are like, I, I, I have you know, just have it shut off to begin with. Which I, it seems, it feels like to me a like a a self fulfilling prophecy, or, or it's like a a selection bias issue where the people that are left are either like like re- I, I, saints, I mean, yeah, saints, or. They are so deluded that they don't think that, like, they are witnessing mass death from a plague and are just like, no, I'm n- and I'm also not going to get the shot. Look, I'm still fine. And then, like, and they're going to get uh, um, fired for not getting the it's vaccine. Pretty, it, and this yeah. is, like, hundreds, hundreds of people working at local hospitals in this area alone that will, lead, that will be kicked out from... Uh, uh, medical centers that are already severely understaffed at every level. Yeah, sounds like a recipe for fucking disaster. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. sort of, you know to your point of like running you know these hospitals like a business um, and not a public good. It's like this is the theme of the century, like the twenty first century. It's like you you look at COVID for example, and like Robert Salk, the guy that created the polio vaccine, was like, "Hey, like have you thought about like trademarking or patenting this vaccine?" He was like, "Can you patent the sun?" And it was supposed to be rhetorical. And like now they're like, oh, that's a good idea because like <laughs> what? Let me make a Dyson sphere. Yeah, yeah, like when when the the polio vaccine came out, they just gave that shit away to everybody, anybody in the fucking world that wanted it, got it, and they eliminated fucking polio. They did the same fucking thing for smallpox. Yeah. We, we functionally eliminated the shit, and with the uh, the mRNA vaccine technology, for whatever reason, and I. It's got an ism at the end. Um, we privat- <laughs> it starts with capital. We privatized um, the production and sale of COVID to uh, for some 
fucking bizarre fucking reason. And because of that, the vast majority of the, of the world cannot vaccinate its population fast enough, which creates new and new variants, which are going to elude our vaccines and create a greater and greater profit incentive for the privatized good that should have been a public good of the vaccine. So now it's going to be boosters and they're going to constantly change to like, you know, uh, adapt to the variants that are being developed because we didn't make it a non-for-profit global public good to eliminate a virus that was shutting our fucking economy down. And also, like, look at the Delta surge, right? Actually go look at the a, gra- a graph. I think the New York Times has one. It's just, like, in, like, the most broad geographic regions of, like, North America, Europe, you know, like, just continents of, like, where the Delta variant happened. It's an American phenomenon. Like, yeah. it went up a little other places, but it's mostly America. It's our dumbasses that can't keep an, a handle on this thing, which is why the rest of the world is still dealing with it, because we couldn't put a lid on it. Like, we're the reason that, that we're still dealing with this. Is It, it is a strictly American m- problem. And it, it has everything to do with the fact that, like, like uh, 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 Albany Medical Center is a perfect example of this. Before the pandemic even happened, the, their nurses were uh, uh, threatening strikes over and over again for poor, piss poor working conditions. Not enough masks. Yeah, uh, and, and they and they had just certified a union vote, and they wanted a contract. And the 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 through a fucking pandemic, this uh, uh, hospital administration fought their own nurses for a contract. They did human trafficking to bring in scabs. Yeah, they yeah. Were, they and they do this because and they did this especially because of a uh, uh, they're the only level one trauma center and they know that uh, uh, nurses need the trauma uh, center experience yeah, yeah that experience and so they can just like cut your pay and so you'll just spend some time there and you get gr- huge turnover and so it's, it just sucks to work there anyway and just copy and paste that for every fucking hospital in this country and that's what we started with and yeah. Pff- no, no fucking shit that, you know, we're, 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 we're screwed. And now we're having uh, fresh graduates from nursing school being sent to the front lines of ICUs. Typically, it takes months of training specifically to work in an ICU. And then after that, like a, re- like a residency, like you spend time just following people around. You don't put a, you don't lay a hand on anybody. Now... You're straight. In These the shit. nurses are getting sent straight into the ICU. Very little training. I mean, it's incredibly dangerous. Yeah, it's so dangerous. It really is. It really, really is. And you know, like this is to a smaller degree, but we're seeing the same thing with teachers right now. Yeah, and yeah. and like there's a fucking war on teachers. And it's being drummed up. Like, I listened to some fucking dumbass, like, Republican conservative uh, article the other day about uh, critical race theory. And they were like, um, basically, like, oh, what is critical race theory? But one half of the country trying to incite a problem with uh, our, you know, like, education system with the other half of the country. And it's like, yes, that is absolutely true. But it's the fucking conservatives that are doing it. Like, they're drumming up this hysteria that's getting people who are unhinged in our society to write, kill uh, enemy teachers with a hanging man with CRT written on their chest on their fucking cars. Like, it, like they can't get enough warm bodies to to staff's uh, classrooms right now. Yep. They're literally taking people off of the street 
and trying to train them and incentivize them to become teachers because the professionalism of teachers has been eroded so much through bullshit political intervention. It's oh. yeah. I, I mean, so like back in August, uh, uh, Debungler uh, uh, said that uh, you know all. 148,000 New York City Department of Education employees would need to receive at least one dose by September 27th. So we're rapidly approaching that. And as of Friday, 82% of the department employees had been vaccinated, including 88% of the teachers. So if... Uh, so what, we're about to lose? Like 20... 20% yeah. of... New York City teachers, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Uh, like that's and I, well who knows you know maybe when a push comes to shove they'll just take the jab like they've taken the other 40 fucking like v mandatory vaccinations that we've all had as a society and like allow us to go through public school like oh man and, and i had to get a vaccination to go to grad school yeah it's normal oh and they and made me get my tetanus shot too <laughs> i can't believe what tyranny that was like like big, big raccoons coming to get you know like yeah. trying try to control the government <laughs> like there's a, me get tetanus shot there's a fucked up thing going on with the vaccines but it's not the fact that they're mandatory it's the fact that they're profit centers that's the fucked up thing about the goddamn vaccine yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just it's so uh, 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 heartbreaking and disturbing that I, I have I feel I we've said this before on shows like uh, much earlier and it's and it's only getting worse that like the 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 feelings that I have about people who refuse to get vaccinated now are just just com they the, the it just gets it's compounding the amount of like bile and anger i have yeah. for these people well it's, it's becoming stand-in for everything else yeah. right like yeah. because sure it, it's just like the aoc shit it's just like the reason people latch onto that like so hard is like they need something something to latch onto because you know? it is like something that they can control yeah it's like let me have this one thing that like cnn talks about that i can control about myself yeah. right which would be whether or not i get vaccinated and that was the thing that you know fucking called it this is this is what they were saying in the the armed services like a lot of uh, um, uh, soldiers weren't getting vaccinated, not for any reason about the vaccine, but because it was the only thing that they uh, could opt out of. Yeah, it was the only voluntary thing yeah. that they could express their freedom through. Yeah, yeah. and that's and that's what everyone is fucking doing. And you know what? It's fucking selfish. Just like, get the fucking vaccine. I just I it, it I, now I'm just ranting about it, but it just like it it is like I, I think you're right, Chris. It's just like everything is being filtered through this goddamn vaccine and it's literally killing us and that's really poetic well, i it's, guess it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. imagine putting yourself in the shoes of a soldier right like they have this no, i won't do that okay fair well <laughs> also they, Sorry, they, they wear they wear boots fair boots. fair yes. but like uh, put yourself in their boots yeah okay so they are doing whatever the fuck they're doing, like by, you know, uh, command, like they're, they, they take orders and their orders are to carry out imperialism on the behest of U.S. corporations and international corporations for that matter. But they are, are telling themselves and they've been brought up in a society that says, no, you're doing it for freedom, whatever that means. We're not going to define it. But the freedom that you're doing this for is incredibly important. It is worth dying for. It is worth killing for. And when people have this nebulous idea of this freedom and the most recent and close to them 
actualization or like crystallization of what that freedom is, is whether or not they're going to take this experimental, now widely proven vaccine. They're going to, through the symbolic power of the word freedom, associate like a life and death struggle with the ability to hold on to that one thing that they think is important because they've been told it's important because we go and kill people for it. And they're like, Oh, okay. I need to defend my freedoms. Like you saw Trump with it. He's like, Hey, I got the vaccine. It was pretty good. Not going to die now. Pretty great. And they they boot him and he's like, well, you've got your freedoms and that's that's very important. important. It's important. You got your freedoms. And that's it. That's the whole thing right there. Yeah. Because like, if we had had created a cultural locus of the freedom about something actually important, like, I don't know, like, pick something like uh, the freedom the, to go to the hospital when you get in a car accident and be treated because there aren't full ICUs. That'd yeah. be a great freedom. That'd how about a nice freedom. How about the freedom to have uh, access to health care, regardless of your economic circumstance? How about the freedom to have uh, the access to and uh, availability, like real tangible option of higher education, regardless of your economic circumstance? What about the freedom of having some type of say in your workplace? What about the free? Like we could have done it in so many ways, but because there's a bipartisan consensus on keeping this fucking death machine of an economy, going on forever the freedom was like oh are you gonna opt in or opt out of like this you know like uh vaccine that we're producing to stop this thing that's killing literally hundreds of thousands of us also cereal we get different kinds of cereal. yeah true different kinds of cereal yeah and oreos oreo flavors yeah oh and oreos are back baby yeah hey oh yeah yeah they won they won their uh... well they won it was kind of a shitty win yeah what did they win it was like 40 cents I think it was uh, 60 cents 60 on cents base pay. On that base they, pay. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, and it'll they, go up for three years, I think. Yeah, and they, they, they did keep out the um, the cuts to healthcare that was like the beginning of the strike yeah. in the first place. So they did get what they started They got what they, doing. yeah. Yeah, but... So it, we need yeah, to recenter the cultural war narrative on your specific novelty Oreo choice. <laughs> if we do that, if we're successful yeah. at centering yeah. that as the question of, you know, the hour... Yeah. Red Velvet is... Uh, God damn it! I'm best. no fucking orange. It's, the Halloween orange. The carrot cake one. <laughs> the carrot cake one is fine, but red velvet. Come on! I'm gonna fucking divorce you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what finally does it, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's it. But you know what's fucked up is that, like none of us. We can't opt out of the emergency room. No. All right. of us relies on that as a service at a moment when we least expect. Yep. Like just like the fire know, department. Just like the fire department. Just like like if this were if if these were people toying with um you know your clean water supply or your Wi Fi or some other utility that you use every day, mm-hmm. um we would that we would be putting them in camps. We would be locking them down. They would be unless they were the government or the ruling class. But yeah, sorry. Well, but yeah, yeah. Um, and and so like I think that we're not we're not vi- visualizing ICUs and hospitals and emergency rooms as like the public utility that they are because our use of them is hopefully rare, <laughs> um, you know, and unforeseen. But like that's what th- this is like a vital public good that is being abused by a by a relatively small, you know, 20, 30 percent of the population um, through their action or inaction or, you know, clinging to whatever their c- concept of freedom is that it's infringing upon the rights of us to live safe, healthy lives for, 
and for our loved ones. And what I'm saying is just basically like, don't get on a um, ladder unless you really need to in mm. the next like year. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> like just don't just play it safe. You know, yeah. yeah just drive the speed limit. Yeah, for um, real. Take care of yourselves out maybe, there. Maybe maybe don't go skiing this winter or something. Yeah. I say as Lights. I'm about to take a 14 day motorcycle trip across the Jesus West Coast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's really much else to to, yeah. to say about I, it. I just say you know it, we gotta we gotta bring the debate back to the things that really matter, which is as we just pointed out, Oreo flavors. Yeah, it's the only thing that fucking matters, and your freedoms are the most important thing in the world. And you know the the other guys. The guys who aren't on your side, they they want you to take the bad Oreo, and you <laughs> and you got to stand up against them. They 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 want you to eat eat the Hydrox. It's a weird name. <laughs> Sounds like a pool cleaner. Don't don't eat it. Eat the Oreos. Speaking of COVID, yeah, you, you guys see this um, intercept article? Where where did, where did that guy come from? <laughs> so there have been two articles published by the Intercept in the last month about the possible origin of COVID-19 that are, like, pretty disturbing. Um, and, like, is the intercept an op? Like, do we know? We don't know. It's, it could be. It no. could, at e this point, nothing would surprise me. Everything's an op. Everything's an op. Um, I did meet Jeremy Scahill once. He seemed very nice. I did, too. He didn't strike me as an op. No, he seemed like a very sincere, nice Man. But probably most ops do seem yeah. very yeah. sincere and nice and handsome and even offer to follow you back on Twitter, which is very cool yeah. of ops to do. He signed a book for my mom. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Anyway. Shout out to my mom. Hi, Jeremy. Shout out, shout out to Chris's mom. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Jeremy. And Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Friend yeah, of the hey, pod. <laughs> <laughs> and op. Well-known op. Anyway. Um, so basically just a couple of articles about COVID and gain of function and like what kind of lab research was going on in the uh, years leading up to the outbreak of COVID-19. Yeah, this is, um, we're going to do our best with this, you should say maybe outright, because it's confusing. Like some of this stuff is confusing. And, and we are not like, science reporters, science believe it or not. We are not. So there's a thing that called the furin cleavage site which is not as fun as it sounds yeah it does sound kind of <laughs> um, sexy doesn't it yeah but it's um is a strange feature i'm reading from the article now a uh, strange feature on the spike protein of the virus um which had never been seen in sars related beta coronaviruses the class to which uh sars covid 2 the coronavirus that causes the respiratory illness, COVID-19, belongs. All right? So, the, the little pokey things, uh, you know, right? You think of the coronavirus, it's a ball with a bunch of spiky things on the, on the top of it. And in the spiky thing is this furin cleavage site. And it does is... It have a, does it have a nice rack? Yeah. And is that this this booby... Yeah, the booby site. Uh -huh. There's a spike, and the boobies on the spike, and there's a cleavage in between the boobies. And the green grass That's grows all around, all around, all yeah. around. <laughs> and, um... Right, and and it's this is the cleavage site that makes it particularly virulent, right? It like gets makes it better. It allows the 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 viral information to enter human cells really yes, easily. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. It makes it um, able to cross over the species barrier from bats 
to humans. Yes, and that this research of taking a virus known to infect non-humans and try and figure out how to make it affect humans, or humanized mice in this case, is generally known as gain-of-function research. And in the proposal put out by this group, uh, what's the name of the the group? EcoHealth? EcoHealth Alliance. 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 Yeah, EcoHealth Alliance. Which is a U.S.-based nonprofit organization. Yes. Worth noting. And they are reaching out to DARPA Mm -hmm. for the funds for this. And I think they were asking for like $14 million to do this. And they were going to operate this out of the Wuhan Virology Lab. So this is American DARPA-funded research proposal to be done. But they make a special note in the abstract that they're going to be targeting some specific bat backbone of protein and not this other one, which makes it exempt from gain-of-function concerns. They, like, really spell that out right in the beginning. We should say, so, okay, gain-of-function, mm-hmm. in case you don't know what that means, because I didn't know what that meant before reading this article, um, is anytime that we make something more virulent, anytime that we make uh, a, a a virus, like, more dangerous, using that we genetically alter it in a way that makes it more transmissible or makes it... Um, go from one species more, to another. Yeah, go from one species to another. It basically just makes it more dangerous. It's and, like leveling up the virus. Yeah. yeah. And there's like a good, you know, the arguments in favor of this kind of research is that it allows us to study things so that we can treat them better when they naturally mutate in a way that makes them more dangerous. Or, or the enemy produces this and releases it on the world for some reason. Right. Because, you know, we just always have to assume that everyone else is doing all the evil shit. Because if we assume that they're doing evil shit, then it gives us a reason to be able to do the evil shit. Yes. And as we've covered in uh, one of our uh, episodes from God, like, what? Ages and ages ago. Coming on almost two years ago, um, we had Dr. Richard Morita, who is a co-worker of mine um, uh, in the past, uh, come on and talk about his experience with um, uh, specifically uh, virology and gain-of-function research that was funded by the U.S. government first in Kenya and then eventually uh, out in uh, the West Coast. And we also, of course, uh, studied uh, 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 Lyme disease. Yes. And, and yes, yeah. And how that came from Plum Island, uh, quite possibly. Quite possibly. Uh, so the the uh, so so th- this is all uh, leading toward the idea that, of course, using American funds and in help, uh, the the virus COVID, the SARS COVID two virus came out of the Wuhan lab. Now the the competing theory the the the, kind of the more main or i shouldn't say competing like the mainstream theory right yeah it was that um that uh sars cov2 here i'm going to quote from the article again adherence of the idea that sars cov2 emerged from a natural spillover from animal hosts have argued that it could have evolved naturally from an as yet undiscovered virus further they argued scientists were unlikely to have engineered the feature 
because and then here they 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 quote and the feature here is is the the cleavage, the cleavage site. site. Yeah. There's no logical reason why an engineered virus would utilize such a suboptimal furin cleavage site, which would entail such an unusual and needlessly complex feat of genetic engineering. That's what 23 scientists wrote earlier this month in an article in the journal Cell. Uh, there is no evidence of prior research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology involving the artificial insertion of complete furin cleavage sites into coronaviruses. But the proposal describes the process of looking for novel furin cleavage sites in bat coronaviruses. The scientists had sampled and inserted them into the spikes of SARS-related viruses in the laboratory. So this is what the, this new proposal shows. That, that that was leaked. And also, The Intercept has reported that uh, there is published evidence that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was engaged in some of the genetic engineering work that was described in this proposal. Yeah. Right. So, I, which is all to say, like, we don't know what the fuck is happening, right? <laughs> the only thing that we, we know is that, like, uh, China and the United States both constantly research viruses for both public good and military reasons, right? They, uh, China has a particular uh, um, interest in researching this because they have so many, we see in the news, like, so-called, like, wet markets. Also, meet me at the fur and cleavage site at the wet market. You know, I don't know. It's all it's, it's fucking weird, right? But uh, the, the the idea is that, or the the point is that, um, you know, outside of uh, any sort of ins- uh, um, like technological reason for uh, um, making a virus, the 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 source of so many. Uh, f- like seasonal flus and the original, uh, you know, the 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 OG uh, COVID, like the SARS COVID one, that that was just called SARS that killed uh, a few people, right? Like it, it is kind of a, a geographic natural phenomenon that so many humans, uh, waterfowl usually, bats and um like livestock like pigs, all like intersect and are like stay very very close to each other in in wuhan and i think south of there there's just like a ton of places where these sorts of viruses like proliferate and if there's ever and this was this is what um mike davis wrote in his uh the monster at our door is that like it's just a mat he said it was just basically a matter of time before he thought it would be a flu virus um would jump just species would jump you know? species and just yeah. like wipe out millions of people and le- like what happened with the the so-called spanish flu which definitely didn't come from spain it probably either came from the united states where there is a similar confluence of like uh factors of, of like these different species really close together it where we do a lot of like animal slaughtering for food for cattle feed and and human food and stuff like that uh, uh so it's it, you know, so like it could have come from one of these two places naturally. That is like still very, very possible. Yeah, because that it's not it, basically it's not surprising that uh, a pandemic level virus came out of this part of the world because that's where but, they're going to come yeah. out of. But this research looks really fucking weird. I mean, this is really wild. Like how you know how the similarities the um. 
I mean, people are mad enough about it that they're calling the intercept an op, an op. So you know, yeah, so they're doing something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but ultimately, like the idea that this could have been a lab leak is not ridiculous. No, it's and not ridiculous. That furthermore, if it did happen. It's not just on China. So the whole idea of, like, China needing to pay reparations to the world for this fucking thing. Like, DARPA was right there. Well, DARPA denied. DARPA did not grant them the money. Okay. So, you know. I mean, like, like, DARPA is not, like, implicated in this. But the fact that a U.S. organization was applying for funding to do this kind of work in 2018... And yeah, just because DARPA said no doesn't mean that like uh, often these or these types of organizations they're they're applying for funding for research that they're already doing. Yeah. So like if a funding proposal says we would like to do X Y and Z, in many instances they are doing X mm-hmm. Y and Z. They just want somebody to pay for more. Of it. You know, co- yeah, yeah. Pay, pay down their credit card bills. Like mm. that's I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking as someone who has applied for National Science Foundation money, like you are much, much more likely to actually get it. If you're already doing the work. If you're already yeah, doing yeah, the work, Or yeah. if you basically like claim that this is a turnkey operation, you give us the money, we are going to hit the ground running, already doing what we're outlining here. And, or even better, uh, the, the, like, the principals on the research have done stuff very similar to this before, mm-hmm. right? And you're just like, you're painting a picture, any, any request for federal money is painting a picture that says your money is the only ingredient left. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole idea of like 23 scientists signing on and being like, oh, this doesn't look like genetic engineering because it's like, it's not where you would genetic engineer. You know, it's a suboptimal cleavage site. Like this is more likely, uh, it's like, like, you know how many women have told me that I'm a suboptimal cleavage site? (laughs) You know, like, oh, fuck, yeah. fight those bitches. But you know, like the the whole the point is that if there was some type of scientific evil force, uh, state or private or otherwise, that was trying to do this gain of function research for the purpose of you know, who knows, like purposefully putting this virus out there, like they probably wouldn't do the one that is the obvious telltale like uh, genetic engineering cleavage site. Right. They probably would pick one that was functional but suboptimal, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it, there's also like, you know, it really, I would imagine, only takes like one or two sentences worth of explanation before you find it like, ah, oh, I don't know, you know, like we we tried to do the thing, the place where you would expect it to be and we found that they're just, just like one stupid reason why this other one was better like i mean that shit happens all the time uh, um but, uh, and we should also say that like the two authors of this intercept uh article uh sharon lerner and maya hibbett like i just went through like their twitter account i don't i don't know how like indicative this is of anything but like i go through their twitter account and they're just like they're not like they're not cranks. They're not cranks. Yeah. Right? They're they're not people they're like staff writers at the intercept, which is one thing, but also, you know, like they're not like on Twitter saying like, you know, like Rand Paul, have my babies and like tell me that like <laughs> you're going to save the republic from uh, from the you yeah, know the, 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 the great red dragon of China or something. <laughs> you know, like they're not yeah. doing anything like that. Yeah, at first glance they're above board. Yeah. And they at least appear they they seem to actually like be having like uh, like not happy that the only people picking up their reporting and doing anything with it is like Rand Paul. You know, like, so here's not a, happy about that. It's something just at the end of this article that I think is really disturbing, which is that um you know the 
the scientists at EcoHealth Alliance who submitted the DARPA proposal um, were involved in organizing scientists to write this open letter that went out pretty early in the pandemic that, that was weird. condemning conspiracy theories you know it was we stand together to strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin while he had been doing this research yeah, yeah. and um <laughs> there's, just, like just read from the article. there's a lot of <laughs> questions being asked that are already answered by the COVID is a natural phenomenon shirt that I'm wearing yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he, he's standing there in a uh, like a gain of function research rules shirt being like we're all trying to find out who did this so I'll read from the I'll read from the article this is pretty like damning uh it's D- Dazik. I Dazik directed and gathered signatures for the letter, all the while suggesting that he and his collaborators on the proposed DARPA project distance themselves from the effort. I spoke with Linfa last night about the statement we sent round. He thinks, and I agree with him, that you, me, and him should not sign this statement so it has some distance from us and therefore doesn't work in a counterproductive way, Danzig wrote to Barrick in February 2020, just weeks before it appeared in the journal. Um... We'll then put it out in a way that doesn't link it back to our collaboration, so we maximize an independent voice. Which is what you want to do when you, you know, may have inadvertently, definitely not on purpose, <laughs> been involved in, you know, some pretty shady cleavage Worst pandemic in a- <laughs> <laughs> We are children. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm... It's not. It, it, that doesn't look good, man. No, that does it, not look good. It'd be one thing if, like, I assume that's, like, a leaked email yeah, or something, a, yeah. right? It, like, it'd be one thing if, like, in that email, right, an email that you think no one is reading, right, that you would say, like, we're going to not sign it just to, like, you know, because to, to for appearances is one thing, but they're saying like to for, to show as if there. What, what was it again? Like something about like maximize an independent voice. Maximize an independent voice. Like that just seems like something. Barrick replied, "I also think this is a good decision. Otherwise, it looks self-serving and we lose impact." <sighs> and like on the one hand, I'm trying to imagine like yeah, you know, like that if, if it completely it was self-serving. Separ- yeah, it was self-serving. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, it would have looked <laughs> like, self-serving yeah. because yeah. you were doing a self-serving thing. Yeah. yeah. Which, which I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not going to attribute malice to that, which would just be like some uh, scientists that uh, don't understand how people work, right? It's like, where, where, they're, where they're like, oh, we want to make it, what, they're thinking about appearances and like, I mean, they're not like PR professionals, so like they don't realize like how weird that, the, like, that looks when it gets out that you know, you made this artificial separation, this this cleavage uh, <laughs> between these two groups, right? But but I, I at the same time, I don't know. Just I, I feel like I would be writing differently. It'd just be like I'm going to sit out of this because like also that I, looks weird. Would man. you be doing it know. over email? Right. I, I don't would know. you be even saying any of this stuff? Like, I mean, people. If I made uh, coronavirus, or, or whatever. <laughs> even if you were just doing like research that could be blamed for the coronavirus. Like, if I was trying to like discuss with my you know colleagues uh, the best way to sort of intervene in the messaging around um, essentially uh, downplaying the possibility that the work we were doing was related to like this fucking disaster. I wouldn't do it over email. 
I mean, like, I'd, I'd call Hil- them up Hillary on the Clinton phone did they- Benghazi over email. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Which is more evidence that would suggest this is the wrong attack. Uh, uh, um, uh, if you're wondering what, uh, what uh, relevance Benghazi has to 9-11, the first 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you might want to check out our bonus episode where we talk about 9-11 as a mass ritual and the guy that we're citing a lot is just off by just a little right so benghazi <laughs> right yeah he's barely missed it yeah. right yeah, he's like he's so close because uh he suspects that the next 9-11 will happen on christmas of 2012 yeah but the next 9-11 in 2012 happened on 9-11 and it was benghazi yeah, must be really oh, kicking he himself. He was so close. So yeah. fucking this, close. That episode won't come out for several weeks. So yeah. uh, you're, you're just gonna have to you're gonna, grade yeah, your loins for you're that. You're gonna love but, it. Though. Yeah, you're yeah, gonna, gonna love it. www.patreon.com/slash/ironmates. You, yeah. you are. You, 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 we're giving you time, right, to email all of your closest confidants, <laughs> uh, make it seem like it's unrelated <laughs> well, that you just so happen yeah. to sign up before yeah. that episode comes out. If I, it, it just the the one quote that I'll do. A, the one quote Bush had around this that's relatable is just like, he's like, we should not tolerate any outrageous conspiracy theories associated with 9-11. Like, and then these people are like, we shall not tolerate any outrageous <laughs> conspiracy <laughs> theories around these cleavage sites. Oh, man. All right, an unconventional wildflower, but... <laughs> Elon what what about this is conventional, right? Yeah, I know. yeah, it's been an unconventional episode. Elon and Grimes breaking up. Hey, you know, paradise can only last so long. It, you know, if those two can't make it, what? How do any of us stand a chance? You know, their uh, their Gundam is falling apart or something. The, like they have a baby. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, Elon is going to make a a breakup car about it. Which is literally a car that breaks up and falls apart. <laughs> yeah, baby suggested password is gonna be having such a hard time now. <laughs> suggested password. <laughs> I took that from a TikTok. I, I, gotta give credit where credit is due. Not nah, me. No, you don't. No, not in this. No. Not in this world. Uh, so, what, I uh, ha- has Grimes come out with any music since like. Yeah, she cut a record with uh, Dorian Electra. It, it, was it like I thought? It was was it only a track? I think it, yeah, album? I think it was a single. Okay, okay. I don't. I didn't didn't stick with me. I don't know. The point is that like I I hope it's for the best for none of neither of them. It's best for everyone else. I I don't. I, I don't know. I don't really even see. It was probably inappropriate for me to try to claim this as a wildflower because it's really like not good news or bad news it's just funny yeah um (laughs) yeah all right he says they are semi-separated but still love each other see each other frequently and are on great terms it's mostly that my work at spacex and tesla requires me to be primarily in texas or traveling overseas and her work is primarily in la she's staying with me now and baby x is in the adjacent room they refer to this child as baby x it is inhuman. It is not. It is. <laughs> They're inventing all new like complexes f- for children in developmental disorders that yeah. we haven't even thought of yet. Yeah, absolutely. 
Like what, Brittany? What do you think is going to happen to uh, 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 to like Baby X now that it comes from a broken home? It, it, baby X is going to be fine. That baby's going to have more fucking money by the time it's three than like my entire family's generations have ever known in the last thousand years. Yeah, that's probably right. It'll be fine. Yeah, the baby will be fine. Yeah, it's gonna... um, it'll be fucked up. Yeah. It's going to be irreparably damaged, this, but it will have access to, like, all of the best... Everything. Everything that, you know, a human can have, so. Best swords. Best rockets. <laughs> best rockets, yep. Best flamethrowers. Oh, God. All right, okay. An actual wildflower. Let's do it. If we're going to do it, let's do it for real. Going deep. Hell yeah. Um, A court has blocked... A vast Alaskan drilling project citing climate dangers. Correct. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so a federal judge has blocked the construction permits for an oil drilling project in, um, in Alaska that was going to produce more than 100,000 barrels of oil a day for the next 30 years. The multi-billion dollar plan known as Willow... Um, which was under contract with ConocoPhillips, was approved uh, by the Trump administration... And then, you know, because it's your boy, Biden, he legally backed it as well. So um, environmental groups have been suing, saying that the federal government failed to take into account the effects that the drilling would have on wildlife. And also, obviously, you take a bunch of oil out of the ground, you set it on fire, and it contributes to global warming. Um in her opinion, federal judge Sharon L. Gleason of the uh, District Court for Alaska wrote that um, the interior that Donald Trump's Interior Department's exclusion of greenhouse gas emissions in the analysis of the environmental effects of the project was quote arbitrary and capricious. I agree. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, for now the permits have been blocked, and it's and it's cool to like actually cite the climate as a reason to yeah fucking finally yeah I think that's a, a precedent now um, in court it it may it may well be so good news we'll see what happens uh, in the future we'll keep our eyes on it but this is at the very least uh good news for now prayers up for your aunt's Toyota Corolla <laughs> that probably <laughs> really wanted that oil um she was gonna drive that thing till it got two hundred k. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess our seizure of Alaska um, is, you know, it's paying off. <laughs> seizure you know? from... Well, Canada, right? I think it was Russia. Russia. Oh, yeah. Well, both of them would have and drilled. And before that, the first they peoples. Yeah. So oh. it's really, it's been seized quite a few times for, yeah. for various reasons. But, you know, this is really important that, yeah. like, the the courts are starting to recognize the reality of a rapidly dooming uh environment and being like no you just can't do that you know stop yeah it. stop it <laughs> and biden even though you know the his administration was going to allow it to go uh forward he has been appointing a shit ton of of judges so oh, yeah. fucking finally yeah he's been appointing a ton of judges so that's good hopefully they're good hopefully they're good hope they're sending their best <laughs> <laughs> send your best to the bench all right, I think that'll do it for this uh, episode of Ironweeds. We hope that you enjoyed it, um, yeah. and thank you for listening. And we're going to be recording double episodes uh, next week as well, so that mm -hmm. we can compensate for while Chris is out and trying to figure out what the fuck we're going to do without him because yeah. he's the backbone of the show. 
Um, and (laughs) I'm just, I'm just going to cry. Yeah. You're just going (laughs) to cry the whole time. Yeah. I'll just cry. Okay. I think that's fair. We'll cry together. Yeah. We'll cry. People will love listening to that. Yeah. You and I just crying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we hope you'll consider supporting us on Patreon where we put out two bonus episodes a month and more once we get to a certain, whatever our limit was. You can it's, find it, it at Patreon. It's, it's an arbitrary and capricious number. It is. It's an arbitrary <laughs> and capricious number. Um, and we just hit 100 patrons, which is really awesome. Big milestone. So, yeah. 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 Thanks, everybody. And uh, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. IronReadsPod. You can find us on Instagram. IronReadsPod. And you can send us an email, if you'd like to, at IronReadsPod. At gmail.com. not com. You didn't say com. That's gross. Get your head out of the gutter. Cleavage. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.